श्री श्रीदाजी गोपाल की जाय श्री श्री राध गोविंद की जाय श्री गौरी वैष्णव गुरु परम्परा की जाय चैतन्य चरितामृत की जाय श्री रामानंद संवाद की जाय गौर भक्तवृंद की जाय गौर प्रेमानंदे So, good evening. Tonight, we continue our discourse on Sri Ramananda Sambad, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has just heard about Vatsalya Prem, and he liked it very much. And nonetheless, he's asked Ramananda to proceed to say something more. E utam age kahar raikohi. Kantaprem Sarva Sadhusar. So Ramananda replies that Kantaprem, this is the highest ideal. Kantaprem means Madhuri Rasa. Hmm? And so with this statement of Ramananda Roy's, we reach a, somewhat of a plateau in the conversation. He cites several uh, verses from the uh, Bhagavatam as evidence for uh, Madhurya Rasa, Madhurya Prem, Kanta Prem. And um, all of them largely with, with a view to show the extent to which Krishna is uh, captivated, purchased. And we may remember that in the beginning of the discussion, um, it, the point in the discussion when Mahaprabhu found something positive in Ramananda's um, suggestions that we, we learned that in Gyan Sunya Bhakti hmm, Krishna becomes captured. Hmm, he went on to say Prem besides Gyan Sunya Bhakti Prem and so Prem is in Prem Bhakti Krishna is, is conquered. Hmm? It has this um, characteristic um, what is it called? Um, um, anyway, the, uh, Krishna Akarshini, the power to to, to attract Krishna, hmm? and so he's uh, he, he certainly attracted as Mahaprabhu is, who is Krishna himself, um, by Sakya Prem, Patsali Prem, and now Madhurja Prem. And so the verses he will cite will are, show the extent to which this Madhurya Prem purchases, captivates, wraps up um, Krishna, if you will. <clears throat> and so it's a it's a culmination we've been seeing that as we go from Shanta to Dasi to Sakya, Madhurya, uh, Vatsali and Madhurya, there's uh, more elements involved in each. Hmm? In the Shanta Rasa, we found attraction to Krishna and no attraction to um, material life. Hmm. Um, and this carries over into Dasya Prem, where the, there's the addition of, of service and, uh, and, 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 and reverence. And uh, then in Vatsalya, the in, 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 there's confidence and equality in 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 this uh, sense of equality in Sakyaprem, and then in Vatsalyaprem, the confidence uh, turns into uh, protecting, following, uh, uh, 
and Pusti uh, nourishing Krishna and also correcting him and chastising him and so forth and straightening him out, this kind of thing. And then we come now to Madhurya Prem and this is where the bodhis, it's described as they, they give their whole bodies to Krishna. It's a way of saying romantic love. So, anyway, we'll go through the different verses that he cites. First he cites as a Pramana verse, Nayam Shriyonga U Nitanta Rate Prasada Svaryoshitam Nalinaganda Ucham Kuta Nya Rasotsavesya Bujadanda Grihita Kanta Labdhashisham Ya Udagad Pajasundarinam Oh, this is a beautiful uh, verse uh, spoken by Uddhava. Someone asked me the other day in correspondence that I have a certain attraction to Krishna, to God, in a particular way, by the grace of my my guru and um, a member of the Gaudiya Sampradaya. But... um, it doesn't. Um, I have this attraction towards reverential love of God, and but in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, I'm, I'm worried that if I preach by preaching, by preaching about um, Krishna as the supreme personality of God, and the Madhurya Rasa and Sakya Rasa, these are higher ideals and so forth, that I might lose the attraction for. Uh, reverential love of God that I have. Of course, I know the person well, and uh, and uh, first I'd say, well, start preaching first, <laughs> and then we'll we'll talk about. It. But beyond that, of course, um, um, such worries are certainly a waste of one's um, mental. Uh, mental energy. Um, um, we should be concerned about cleansing our heart in the context of the opportunity that's been offered us, and we shouldn't worry that if there is any real attraction for, for example, reverential love of God, that somehow it'll go away. I bring it up here because Uddhava is preaching here about the glories of the gopis' love, about the inhabitants of Vrindavan, particularly about the gopis' love. And he is in Dasarasa. Hmm. So he's, he's not worried that will, his attraction for Dasarasa will go away by preaching the glories of the gopis' um, love. Um, uh, neither is Nard afraid of that. Or, uh, there are many, many uh, examples. Many people, of course, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's immediate circle. Of course, they had real attraction. Hmm. Staibhav for... Hanuman, uh, for Marari, for Hanuman, for, for Ram, and uh, and uh, uh, um, some of them for Sakiras or Madhuras, and different different sentiments, but um, all actively involved in the campaign for Chaitanya Vaishnavism and so forth. So anyway, this is a one of of, of five verses that uh, spoken by Uddhava. Hmm? The context is, of course, that Krishna had gone to Mathura um, to uh, give some 
relief to Devaki and Vasudev had been imprisoned by the evil Kamsa and uh, that was a very touching and uh, uh, compelling section of the Bhagavatam Krishna and Balaram getting on Apura's chariot and heading for Mathura. Nanda ultimately went went along and somehow after the killing of Kamsa Devaki and Vasudev being city people they bewildered the, the village cowherd Nanda Maharaj and uh, managed to keep Krishna there and sent him back uh, empty handed by way of telling well your son's here he needs an education and here we're in the city there's opportunity for that so on and so forth that he can become educated so um, at any rate Krishna is in Mathura this is an interesting point of course Krishna is in Mathura also when Krishna is in Dwarka we find a wealth of evidence that he's thinking of Vrindavan at this point, um, he, he's in Mathura, he's thinking about Vrindavan. Never in Vrindavan does he think about Mathura or, or Dwarka, hmm? except for the killing of Kamsa that had to go on. And, and this is really all to bring emphasis back on Vrindavan and the nature of the love there that would shine forth in his absence and uh, thus be more readily taken note of by, by the world. That this is the ideal, as I've often said. When Krishna is in Mathura, physically, so to speak, and absent in Vrindavan, in reality, he's more present in Vrindavan than he is in Mathura, because the love for him there is so extraordinary. So he's present there, somewhat invisible. Sometimes he would manifest as a sporty vision. Some of the devotees in the Braj would think he's here and they would be satisfied. Some of the devotees could see through the sporty and think we're not going to be, we can't be satisfied with this, like the gopis, for example. Hmm. So at any rate, Krishna's immature and he's, and, and he's concerned about the Braj people. He's gone to uh, Avantipur and been educated now by Sandipani Muni, he and Balaram. And that's quite a distance from Mathura. So he returns back and he's asking about, has anybody from the, from Vrindavan come? And and um, do they know that we went and we got educated? And um, and is there any way that we could go back and visit? And and he's talking with Balaram and, and Balaram suggests, well, let's talk to Rohini, my mother, who's you know got a foot on each side there, being one of the wives of Vasudev and being a Brajbasi in really at the same time and giving birth to Balaram in the Braj and having had the opportunity to, to raise Krishna and Balaram like Mother So she's one of the principal paradigmatic figures of Vatsali uh, Rasa. Hmm. So they speak with her and of course uh, Krishna is suggesting maybe we, should, we could just go for a night you know, and nobody would know. We would sneak off and and he says, that's not going to work. They've already thought of that themselves, you know, and they've, they've got attendance and so forth and watching and uh, and so on. So he's very concerned that he has to have some communication with them. Some notes have been sent, uh, whatnot, but uh, he, he's in a difficult position. And suddenly then he thinks that if only I could send someone, and oh, why didn't I think of it? 
I have Uddhava here. Hmm? Certainly he can represent me. He's very wise. He's very attached to me. Uddhava hmm? looks like Krishna. He's, he's said to come from a family of fairer complexion, but his attachment to Krishna caused him to take on the complexion of Krishna. So he's very much resembles Krishna in his appearance. He would wear Krishna's uh, vestments in in Dwarka, the hand-me-downs of the of the of the, Krishna, the Prince Krishna, whether they be two-handed or four-handed outfits. He he could manifest four hands also when need be, Uddhava. So uh, <laughs> no problem there. So. Um, and Uddhava knows about everything. He knows about something about Madhurya or Prem and something about Aishvarya, sweetness and, and majesty and 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 and, and he, he 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 has very deep love for Krishna. He's Krishna's really best best friend in yeah, outside of Balaram in Mathura. So he sends him with a message. And um, Uddhava is pained in one sense to leave Krishna, but he's going on his behalf and as he gets to Vrindavan, he finds that Krishna is more present there, as I said, in his absence than he is in his presence in Mathura. Indeed, after he speaks with Nanda Maharaj and with the gopis, um, he speaks these five verses and then he hangs around for a couple of months. Hmm. He didn't just run back to uh, to Mathura and Krishna's in Mathura, so you, you can see that the power hmm, of the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan and uh, the sense uh, that it um, corresponds with of Krishna's presence is palpable. Hmm. Krishna and love of Krishna, they are one as we often say. So at any rate, he first he you know he draws up in his chariot and people looking like who's that guy, guy with a chariot just came into town you know it's a small place and uh, he pulls up in front of Nanda Maharaj's house and people are wondering who is, is that is it Krishna they look at him people look at him look like Krishna but he looks really quite a bit like Krishna but we're not attracted to him like Krishna so he can't be hmm? must be somebody else and uh, so Nanda comes out and. He introduces himself, and, and so then, uh, so Uddhava's in town hmm, with message from Mathura about Krishna. So he speaks with Nanda Maharaj, speaks with Yashoda Mai, tries to talk with her, and she's asking about the situation, her her son as much as she can, and so forth, and she just, you know, loses it entirely, and um, he can't talk to her anymore. She's 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 goes into like a catatonic stay like a coma of separation. I mean, he, him bringing news of Krishna, which is all they want, just makes her heart grow fonder and fonder and separation becomes so intense that she can't continue the discussion. And he, he's talked with Nanda Maharaj and, and um, so Nanda Maharaj, they're up, as it, they're talking and talking and, and until the birds start chirping. Hmm? And Brahma Murta and Udu realizes the whole night has gone by and, and and he's kept me occupied talking about Krishna and I, I try to he's trying to figure out how to like deal with how to pacify these people hmm? 
how to pacify them. And he's really equipped with basic knowledge that people shouldn't lament. Hmm? Brahmagyan. Really, these uh, family relations are, you know, temporary. Hmm? Will of providence is such that we can never stay together. Or, you know, these kind of advices. But he, in the context of trying to give them, he's realizing, but wait a minute, it's Krishna they're attached to, and he's eternal, and this is weird. I mean, it's, they're, they're attached to him like, exactly like other people in the world, ordinary people in the world, in samsara, are attached to one another. You see, this is very, very odd. It doesn't, it's like, really on the, as, we're, as we've been explaining, on the scriptural map. It corresponds with just, just like how people are attached to one another in the world. So how can I give advice that I would give ordinary people when it's when it's God that they have this kind of relationship with? So he's kind of short-circuiting. And, of course, then he... The, the night passes, so he excuses himself and takes his bath and chances... His, uh, his his gayatri and 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 he uh, finds the gopis in 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 the in the forest half 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 dead um, wandering around in, in madness and and so forth and so that he has to God, deliver them a particular message and so on and so forth and uh, the, as the day comes on a little bit uh, he meets with Radha and she doesn't even recognize, ignores him entirely and sp- starts you know, the, the famous Brahma Gita, she starts speaking to a bumblebee hmm? and um, and she is not very uh, charitably disposed towards that bumblebee who she in madness envisions as a representative of Krishna hmm? because the bumblebee is um, is uh, is a madhu, madhupa, hmm? and, and a madhukari. Uh, it means honey maker. It goes from flower to flower, and um, madhu also means like wine. So it's also a way of saying a drunkard, intoxicated person. And so she's she sees the bee as a black bee, and and. Uh, and so she says, "Oh, you're you're just like Krishna. You're representing Krishna." And, and um, she ignores Uddhava and speaks to the bee as, as if the bee is the messenger. And Uddhava's hearing her talk to the bee, and she's speaking not very charitably, as I say, towards the bee. And so he's feeling like, you know, I'm not like really well well liked here, being the representative of of Krishna. Krishna's being criticized hmm, by Radharani. Upside down and inside out, and 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 it's a long, beautiful, uh, deep, rich with meaning chapter, hmm? um, and example of Divyon Mad and Chitra Jalpa is uh, in in, uh, in Ruda Mahabhav, hmm? um, and he had never seen anything like this before. Hmm? I mean, Radharani is completely uh, delusional. Um, and 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 as I say, criticizing Krishna, and and, and you know, you work, what what kind of messenger are you? You're an, you're not an animal. You're an animal and a half. Human beings have two legs, and most of them are pretty stupid. Animals have four legs; they're all stupid. 
you've got six legs because he's a bee. So you're super dumb. Hmm? What are you going to tell me? You come to you come to give me a message about Krishna. What do you know about Krishna? We know about Krishna. We've known Krishna for years. We know everything about Krishna. We know him intimately. What what are you going to tell us about him? And why should we want to hear about him anyway? We know what he's doing. We know he's got queens there, and and, and we know that he's neglecting them too. Hmm? We know what he's like, and she goes on like that. Uddhava is just overwhelmed, amazed at at her uh, madness. And then, then of course, the bee flies away, and then she thinks, oh, I've said some things, and then the message will go back and tell Krishna, and then, 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 then all of a sudden her whole mood shifts, and then she sees another bee and thinks it's the same one coming back, and then starts to make up to the messenger, and, and so on. And it's a beautiful section, as I say, with, 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 with uh, deep... Uh, um, Feeling and um, and um, insight into the into this uh, uh, deeper, deep, deep stages of of Baba, which will come up as we go on. We're just now talking about Madhurya Rasa in general, and the verse that he cited here, a verse of Uddhava, right at the beginning here of the section about Madhurya Bhav, Madhurya Prema, will be the last verse that he cites as well. Hmm? At the at, he'll cite this verse again at the end of the whole uh, conversation um, before they break for the night and Ramananda comes back and then there's a separate conversation where Mahaprabhu asks some questions about um, what is the most, what does it mean to be wealthy, what is the most painful thing in life and, and, and Ramananda gives these answers. That's kind of a, an appendix, if you will, to the to the Ramananda Samvad. So, it's a it's a it's an important verse, and all five of the verses of Uddhava that are spoken after having witnessed this, the 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 particularly the love of the gopis, are very um, um, very instructive for for Bhajan and deeply um, insightful as to the nature of Madurasa hmm? and how extent to which it it captivates Krishna. So this verse. Um, is, as I say, one of those, and it says that it's Nayam Shriyonga U Ninanta Vate Prasadha. Saryoshitam Nalinaganda Rucham Kutonya Rasotsavesya Buddhadanda Grihita Kanta Labdhashisham Ya Uragad Vajasundarinam. So he's speaking about the Braj Sundaris, the beautiful girls of Braj, and he says that when they were um, having a festival, Rasotsave, um, with with Krishna, they stretched out their he stretched out his arms to them and put his arms around their necks and um, the favor that they received from him is so extraordinary that the goddess of fortune could not even dream, Lakshmi, of having that kind of experience. And so what he's talking about is the Rasalila. Hmm? So it's away here means Rasalila. This is a verse that says the Rasalila is the apex of um, Krishna Lila. It's the zenith. It's the high point. Hmm? We have so many chapters leading up to that, and then so many afterwards that look 
reflect back on it hmm? as to its uh, its uh, virtues. Hmm? This is the consummation, you know, of the of the love of of Radha and Krishna, and, and, and wherein Radha's love in particular is celebrated and um, underscored and um, differentiated from all other gopis combined who could not. Um, please Krishna as much as one Radha. Hmm. So we're going to go up the, you can see just to say Madhurya Rasa is the goal, is the highest thing, it's not enough, you have to go within that. Yeah. Many gopis, different kinds of Madhurya Rasa and so forth. So so this Rasa Leela brings, brings all this out, so it's a good verse to speak about the glory of, of, of uh, Madhurya Rasa um, in consideration of the fact that we're going to go further and deeper into it as well. And so, the first thing he says, of course, is this is very extraordinary. The, the, what happened there, the goddess of fortune could never um, imagine hmm, having such good fortune. She did try. Hmm. I mean, hearing about this kind of leela of Krishna, you can imagine Lakshmi thought, wow, you know, like Narayan never does that, you know. He never takes me out at night and dances with me, you know. Uh, it's not like that, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm the obedient wife, you know, and uh, I'm there always, you know, massaging his feet. I live on his chest in the, in the form of that uh, shivatsa and, and so forth. I'm close to him. Everybody knows, like, wherever he goes, Lakshmi is with him. Fortune is with him. But, but still, I... I I have no, in my wildest imagination, my, you know, my husband would never deal with me in that way and, and, and say, you know, I mean, women often say, you know, you never say you love me, you know. I mean, I've been here all this time, you know, it goes there without saying, you know. But, but you never, you know, express it. And, and so, so Narayan's kind of a husband like that. He says, you know, I love you, you know. I got things to do too, you know. I'm running the world here, you know. I got the other devotees and so forth. Of course, of course, you know, Lakshmi, you're, you're first, but um, but not really. Again, Uddhava is saying this, and he's in, in the famous verse. Krishna said, "Uddhava is more dear to me than Brahma, than Shiva, than than, than Lakshmi." Hmm? Um, so, so anyway, with the gopis experience in Rasalila, the way in which Krishna, who is Narayan as a form of, dealt with his consorts, Lakshmi has no such experience of this. And she's thinking that would be really, you know, something. Um, if my husband would just kind of break down and, you know, because what happened? Of course, Lakshmi went and tried to enter the Rasa dance. That's the famous, um, well, it's, it's stated in several places in the Bhagavad. And, and um, and she went and performed austerities and penances in the forest with uh, Belwan and in Braj with this in mind. And and um, that's quite a thing for Lakshmi to do, to take off her bangles and her silk and put on a white cloth and just sit in the forest and eat roots and fruits and, and things like that. Um, there was nobody, you know, cooking for her there. No, She's a, a, a lady of, of royalty, so you can imagine how she was used to eating on a golden plate and so forth. So it's quite a, a lot for her to do, 
to go sit in the forest and perform austerities. And um, and so Krishna appeared there and said, "What are you doing here, Lakshmi?" <laughs> and she said, "Well, I want to, you know, I want to experience what the what the gopis have experienced in in, in rasa with you, Rasalila." And he said, "Okay, well, um, you you know, if you insist, there's a few conditions we have to set up, and and you know, you you you." You'll have to, uh, um, ultimately, you'll have to give up your husband. You have to marry somebody else here in the Brudge. And then you have to cheat on him hmm, to meet with me at night. And it was just like, that, I just cannot do that. It goes entirely against my identity. I'm the chaste wife of Naran. I cannot, you would have asked anything else. I, I could have gone for it, but I, I can't do that. And Mabu, of course, Told us, explained this to Venkatabhatta in South India when he said that uh, why is if Lakshmi is chaste, why does she want to have a, a romantic tryst with Krishna? She's supposed to be the chaste wife of Narayana. Venkatabhatta said, "Oh well, you know, it's not like that. I mean, Krishna and Narayana are one, hmm? so it's not that she's unchaste." And, and Mahaprabhu said, "Okay, well, that's good." But my second question is why she was unsuccessful. And Venkata was bewildered by this kind of a question. Uh, and so this, 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 because he answered a question with tattva. Krishna and Narayana are one. But Mahaprabhu re- knew the reason that she could not was a, was a, was the consideration of rasa tattva. Hmm? And, and, and the particular sadhana required to enter into the Braj, Brajalila. Hmm? Which she wasn't prepared to do. There's a way to enter there. So, so she was um, uh, uh, unsuccessful. Hmm? This was her aspiration, and the implication here of this verse also is that Sri could also mean Rukmini or the queens of Dwaraka. They never experienced anything like this. The nature of Krishna's relationship with them is also different than with the gopis. There's there's formalities there. Hmm? Rukmini is the principal queen there, hmm? and um, she was also not prepared to do what the gopis um, uh, were prepared to do to meet with Krishna. Hmm? She had certain Vedic concerns that had to be kept in place. She was willing to be kidnapped by Krishna and write him a letter, which was almost like indecent to do that, please come and kidnap me. But, but, but just to walk out on her own, and you know, that she wasn't able to do that. Uh, um, and so, but she knows about the love of Krishna with the gopis and so forth. And and they hear these stories and they think, wow, hmm, my Krishna's not like that. Hmm. And the reason is because you're not like the gopis. You have to become like them. That's the teaching. If you want that kind of uh, Krishna. You have to become like gopis. This is the, this is the teaching here. This is, we'll go on. You have to have the gopis' blessing. You have to follow the way of the gopis to enter into this high ideal. Hmm? Um, to, to 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 have that kind of intimacy with with, with Bhagwan. So. So, what is the intimacy then in Rasalila? The idea is that, that uh, of course, gopis came, 
they, Krishna tried to send them back by speaking to them about Dharma hmm? and um, why they shouldn't be here from a religious point of view. And, uh, and so then they replied to him. And it's a very beautiful discussion where he gives all these reasons why they shouldn't be there and then they turn the reasons around and interpret them as to why they should be there and they show that we know Dharma and we're not afraid of crossing over it here. We have a whole different understanding of you that can be found in Dharma Shastra and we're not bound by that. We're, we're bhaktas. Hmm? Um, Uddhava, of course, gave them, uh, tried to give them jnana like he did the Nanda and Yasoda, uh, that uh, he shouldn't lament. Krishna's really everywhere. He's in everything. Hmm? There's nowhere that he's not, and so on. So you shouldn't really feel separation. Uh, and of course, you know that didn't that didn't go over. They, 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 that didn't pacify them. That didn't that didn't stop them. They, they, they found their own meaning. Here, it had Uddhava repeat the, 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 the instructions of Krishna three times hmm? until they could draw out of it the meaning that they felt he really must be saying. And then Uddhava heard that and said, wow. <laughs> he realized he came there to learn from them hmm? that uh, uh, about brain. Hmm? Uh, so, uh, from uh, uh, they are beyond dharma and... and uh, and karma. This is Shuddha Bhakti and 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 Uttam Bhakti and Madhurasa. And in Rasalila, when it commenced, hmm, um, then Krishna's dancing with the gopis, and he, here it is said that he embraced them with his arms. Bujadanda. Hmm? Dunda means like straight out. So when you embrace somebody, you go like this and you, you circle them. But when you go like this with your arms out, it's like, please, hmm? don't, I'm asking you something. Hmm? This is the implication. Krishna is saying to them, I love you, please, don't ever leave me. Hmm? That, 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 that uh, He's giving a full confirmation of his love. Like, say, the wife says, you never say you love me. He's like, on his knees, I love you. This is, there's there's nothing I can do to compensate for the, the love that you've given, the risk that you've taken, to what you've done to come here. And I tested you and you passed the test and I'm purchased by you. And this, of course, this is after the Rasli that we know that 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 in the context that the Leela began, the Rasa, and then, then Krishna left with Radha to showcase her love, and then he left Radha. Hmm? And then the gopis caught up and found Radha and, and um, sympathized with her. They went to the bank of the Jamuna, and in madness they began to do kirtan, hmm? Leela kirtan, Guna kirtan, glorifying Krishna's qualities, pastimes, and so forth. And Krishna is then watching, hmm? and what he sees is is overwhelming hmm, to him. Hmm? He's seeing in their separation the measure of their love that he couldn't entirely assess in their present in their presence. 
in their absence, then he, then he, then he, then he can see. When you have something very precious, it's one thing how you act. When you lose something very precious, then you see how precious the thing was to that person. So he's seeing they've lost me, they had me, they lost me, and what is their condition? And he is, he himself is, is, is overwhelmed by that. And so, Ramananda now cites uh, another verse that speaks directly to this uh, point in the Leela. Hmm? First of all, the Rasa Leela means that Krishna's purchased in a way, and he's acting in a way with gopis. He never acted with Lakshmi or Rukmini, and he's, he, he, basically the way is he's purchased by them. Hmm? So Rasa Leela began, Krishna left, gopis sang in separation, and he came back, and then they had a little discussion, and then the Rasa Leela commenced. So the first verse is talking about that second commencement, hmm? in which Krishna is is, is a, acknowledging that your love is something that I cannot uh, repay. Hmm? And I'm completely purchased by you. He doesn't say this to, to anybody else. Hmm? Um, the, this will come up as, the, as the, we go on, the, the promise in the Gita hmm? that I reciprocate in kind as to uh, those who approach me. I I cannot reciprocate. You've you've out. Uh, you've given more than I have to to, to re- return. So this verse now he cites speaks. Second verse he cites speaks of when Krishna returned back. He saw them in separation. He returned back, and then they'll have their discussion, and then the Rasa will commence and his extending his arms out and embracing him and so forth. Um, is what Uddhava was uh, speaking about. But this verse is very nice. He says what? Tasam ali rabuchchaurai smayamana mukambujam pitambara dras ragvi sakshan manmata manmata It's a description of Krishna appearing at this time when he sees the measure of the gopis' love and separation then he appears on the scene. Hmm? He wrote a book titled Aesthetic Vedanta and then the book has a, a little circle on the cover and that's cut open. You may have seen it. And there's and Radha is, is there. And if you take off the cover, then you see the whole scene. Radha's there and gopis. And there's a tree. And behind a tree, there's Krishna looking. Hmm? He's about to come out. And this verse is what that's talking about. Hmm? He, he, they're doing kirtan. He's drawn by their kirtan. Hmm? Kirtan about him and the intensity of their kirtan and separation. And so he has to show up. Wherever they're chanting about me, I'm, I'm present there. He has to show up. But he shows up and he, Sukadeva is describing him, Tasam Chodai. Then suddenly among them he appeared. Who? Shauri. It's a name for Krishna. Shauri is a name for Krishna in relation to his uh, uh, his connection with the lineage outside of the Braj. You know that Nanda Maharaj and Vasudev are related, hmm? slightly related, and um, uh, what they had the same 
grandfather had two sons. One married a, a, a Vaishya, one married a Chatriya, and their sons then were Nanda and and um, Vasudev. So that's Vasudev's father was Surasain. So Chauri is a name for uh, someone from the, 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 the this, this dynasty of Surasain. So then that's a Chatriya lineage. When Krishna's in Mathura, Dwarka, then he appears to be a Chauri. 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 Um, in the Braj, he's then a cowherd and uh, yeah, a Vaishya. And um, they have different temperaments, of course. The Chatriyas and the Vaishyas, they have very different temperaments. Chatriyas are a little... Uh, you know they're 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 uh, a martial class, and so a royal class. So they can take command, take charge, and they can, you know, they can tell people what to do and organize and manage and and so on and so forth. And so when you do that, you know, any man, you know, everybody, nobody likes the manager, you know, because they have to sometimes say no, you know, don't do that. No, you have to work around that and say, well, he's been, he's the manager, he's in charge, okay. And so so they they. They appear a little harsher. Hmm? So Sugadev is calling him by this name because he, he, he's a little... He's entering into the bob of the gopis himself. So he's a little peeved with Krishna also that he, that he uh, left them like this and, and, and so on. And uh, so he uses this name. And, but then he says, he describes him. He says, what? so this Shauri suddenly appeared, rascal, hmm? Rascal finally appeared, that hard-hearted person. Hmm? He's so hard-hearted, and they, they gave everything to him, and they risked everything, and then he disappears, and so forth. And okay, he disappeared, but, he with, with, but he's with Radha. Then he disappears from Radha also. And so you see Sugadev's entering into this, like, you don't like Radha, I don't like you. You know, you mistreat her, I don't care for you, I don't care if you're God or whatever you say you are. She's my goddess, and uh, I'm her her friend, and and so forth. So um, he's drawing a lot from 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 the narrative here, and uh, sharing it with us. And, we, and these are, of course, all explanations that come from our lineage. You'll never get these explanations from other lineages, especially from an Advaitin lineage. I mean, when they explain these things, it's like so boring. You think, boy, they just really missed the point. It's just they didn't get anything. This is like. It's like milk for everybody, hmm? the Bhagavatam. But for some devotees, they know how to turn it into, into yogurt, hmm? into butter, into ghee, hmm? and, and into sweets, and so on and so forth. So much to be found there. Hmm? Uh, so, and our acharyas bring these, these kind of insights out, and, uh, and, uh, and in uh, this, this is all, of course, the nature of the you know, the Bhagavatam speaks in different languages. It's said that the Vedas speak like a king, and the Puranas speak like a friend, and the Kavya speaks like a lover. In all three of these languages, uh, if you will, or modes of speech, are found in the Bhagavatam. But he, but here we're in the tenth canto, so here you're going to find. This speech of the lover, and the speech of the lover is always has hidden 
meanings and and um, uh, poetry is is uh, the kabya is, is is like this. It takes an expert to draw out what's the implications, what's being said there, and can uh, make make more out of it. If you have a, a sahridam, a sympathetic heart, if you're you're a taster yourself, then the more that's why it said. To enter into this, one has to have some taste, and I think one can make some sense out of that. Hmm? Reason about it from with the heart, kind of take the heart language, and then translate it into logical explanation and so forth. These are what our acharyas have done. They're not a, they're, their explanations are not a stretch at all. They're really, really what the Bhagavatam is saying. Hmm? And so this is he says so this guy hard hearted Shalari has appeared. It's about time. Hmm? And and see how we look at him. Sham smayamana mukambuja. He's slightly smiling. Hmm? His his lotus face is slightly smiling. Slightly smiling means that he's he's like knows he's done something wrong. Hmm? So, you know, he's kind of smiling a little bit, trying, trying to make lo- less of it. Um, but he's not—he's not really l- laughing, or you know, he's a little nervous. He's apprehensive. He knows that, having seen their love, he knows. Oh, that, that I am purchased by them. I belong with them. I—I, I, uh, what what I've done is, you know, to, to separate from them to. Uh, this is uh, unbecoming, given the nature of their love, their commitment, and so forth. Hmm? So he's a little embarrassed. He's got a half smile on, and he's hoping he can make light of the situation and uh, pacify everybody and and get off the hook. Hmm? When really he sh- he should be beaten. Hmm? Uh, of course. Gopis won't respond like that. They'll they have a beautiful conversation about what is the nature of love. They ask him questions and so forth, and ultimately he admits that you're pur- I'm purchased by you. There's, you're always on my mind wherever I am, and therefore I'm always with you, and so on, and so forth. So, and and, and he's half smiling, and he's got pitambara daragshabi. He's got his pitam, but his yellow cloth around his neck. This is in Bengal, and I guess beyond that, in the Vedic culture, this is a sign of like humility. I know I've done something wrong, and uh, and so I'm putting this around my neck and coming like this, and and so you you try to through body language create some some sympathy and apologize without really saying anything. Yet, and, and then when you do say something, you'll have already influenced the person to be a little sympathetic and go a little lighter on you, something like that. Hmm? Some people say this is why the Vaishnavas always wear, wear, wear uh, uh, an upper cloth. Hmm? Like the sannyasi wears uttariya, means upper cloth. Hmm? Or the chatter. Hmm? Over the shoulder because they're they're always in this humble attitude. Krishna's coming with his full, with folded hands is what it means. He's appearing with folded hands, and the Vaishnavas are like this everywhere for, to everyone. Hmm? 
showing respect and and Junadapi, Sunichana, this is their standard, this is the decorum of a devotee. So, and he says, Sukadev, Manmata, Manmata, Sakshan, Manmata, Manmata. He's saying he is so, appeared so beautifully. Manmata, Manmata means that, that he, he, he is like the, um, He's appearing in a way that is attractive to Cupid. Cupid, of course, attracts everybody. This is the, the romantic uh, principle. He shoots his arrows, his five arrows, and for the five senses, and all of them are affected, and one loses one's mind and <laughs> carries on. Uh, so, Pushpabanyaya. Hmm? This will all come. This conversation to Ramananda will give him the Kam Gayatri and Pushpabanaya is, is, of course, description of Krishna in this uh, in Kam Gayatri, who has five arrows. Hmm? He affects all the five senses with with prem. Hmm? This whole Rasalila, it's he's gone right into this here hmm? when he says Kanta Prem is the best, right in the middle of the Rasalila, the heart of the whole thing. Hmm? Its other name is, uh, uh, I think, Sridhar Swami, the famous Sridhar Swami commentator of ancient times, gave it the name Kamvijai, hmm? where Kam is Cupid and Kam, desire is, is Vijay, defeated, conquered, hmm? Kamvijai. So Krishna is the, is the transcendental Cupid, if you will. Shiva sought to defeat Kama, or Cupid, hmm? um, who appeared before him and tried to distract him, which is what he does. When Shiva was in meditation, he distracted him enough to bring him out of the meditation, but but Shiva was, had enough inner fortitude not to be taken away by Cupid, but he couldn't uh, hold back his anger, and so he burned him with his eyes, and his body was destroyed Cupid, but didn't destroy Cupid, therefore he's now invisible. <laughs> and he's more, you know, if you could see him coming, there, oh, there's, the, there's Cupid with his arrows, the Brahmacharya, so he don't let him in. You know, but now he comes, Ananga, he's called, invisible. It's another name, calm guy. Krishna's Pushpabhanai, he's Anangam. Hmm? He's the transcendental Cupid. He's got the five arrows. Hmm? And, um, and to captivate all of your senses and, and, and so forth. So, so here he's described, that he could attract millions of cupids. One cupid can attract the whole world, hmm? conquer the whole world. Hmm? The whole world is under the spell of cupid. Hmm? And Krishna can conquer millions of cupids. They, they, their, their beauty, their charm pales in comparison to him. Hmm? The idea here is that Yogamaya made Krishna more beautiful than ever. Of course, he's more beautiful in connection with his shaktis. Hmm? We know that. Without any shakti, he's Nirisesh Brahma. Something that has no qualities, no form, how do you call it beautiful? Hmm? We never hear Brahman described as being beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, charming, sweet. These are not words that are used to describe Brahman. Wherever these words are found, they're referring to not Nirvishesh Brahman, but one who has qualities, charm. Hmm? 
and sweetness, form, so forth. So, here, then, he's already beautiful, but in the presence of the Shaktis, he's going to shine that much more. And Yoga Maya's, he's saying, in the presence of his Shaktis, he is extremely charming and beautiful, and and you might say that Yoga Maya is making him even more beautiful to help with the situation. He has to really look his best at this in this situation to pacify the gopis. Of course, they're easily pacified in one sentence. They love him. Even when they're saying they have nothing to do with him, love moves in a crooked way. Hmm? I hate to, hate to. It moves with cause or without cause. Sometimes they're, they may be upset with him and sometimes... Well, for good reason, sometimes for apparent not good reason, but even when so, this is, this is the man. They love him. This is a sign. They say lovers quarrel. Don't get in the middle of that. Hmm? They'll both end up criticizing you. So, this is the way in which, um, at first, Ramananda Roy introduces this Kantabhav. and it you can see these both verses are speaking about the extent to which Krishna is subjugated. Hmm? by the love of the gopis. Uh, yes, he was captured by Yashoda and bound up. Hmm? When she made a great effort to capture him and feared that he might run away after she chastised him, so she wanted to capture him out of love, that he wouldn't run away. That's why she tied him up, really. She thought, I've chastised him, now he may run away. Hmm? I can't live with So he, he allowed her to tie him up. But this is different. <laughs> Uh, it's not Krishna's giving permission. Okay, you can you can capture me if you want. He is captured, drawn. He cannot get away. Hmm? He cannot he cannot live without this love of the gopis. Hmm? So he wants to show Ramananda the the, the intensity now of Madhurya Rasa. He'll go on to to speak objectively how Madhurya Rasa is the uh, full measure of love, but each devotee's own love is full, subjectively speaking. Objectively speaking, this is the highest. Each devotee's love is full and the best for him. He will go on. He'll quote from what's now in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and so forth, and then some more verses from Bhagavatam. We'll discuss that in the next uh, next class. Any question? What's the time? Can you explain how... Your average commercial would be more <laughs> wild. Well, it works because it's Krishna. Because it's um, Krishna and because it's, it's Radha and, and, and gopis. It's not ordinary people. That's really um, why it works. Um, but, yeah, sometimes it's recommended in that way. Sridhar Marsh once told that uh, he was in South India and, and, and visiting another school, another lineage, and uh, he was... And speaking with the sannyasi there, and the sannyasi said, "Sometimes, in my heart, I find some lust comes for a moment. That's very unbecoming, and I, you know, I check it, but 
what what would how do you guys deal with that or something like that? He was he was asking, and and, and Shidamar recommended to him that in our tradition it says that you you, you read the Rasalila section of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? So that's what you're talking about. That idea that this will make kambijai lust will go away. Sometimes it's said the other way that Rupa Goswami said shouldn't read this if by reading it you become disturbed. Hmm? If you don't become disturbed and the opposite effect, then you have adhikar, you have eligibility hmm? for Jiva Goswami had a more had a sober kind of approach to that. Um, and in our lineage, of course, it's emphasized that you should hear this and you will conquer lust, but you have to hear it in the right way from the Guru Parampara. And so you have to approach a guru and, uh, and so there's a little more to it in one sense. Now there are Maybe Vishnu Chakritak will make extreme statements to emphasize the efficacy of and the purity of Krishna Lila. Even the, if the vilest person just hears the Rasa Lila, they'll become purified. Prem will enter their heart and all things will go away. Not that all things will go away and then Prem will come. So, But of course, some 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 Prem, some, you know, it's a big word you can... You can make a very narrow definition of it and a very precise definition or a broad definition. It's basically saying that this is a very positive type of approach that by focusing on art the poverty, that which is worth attaining, the art the liberty will take place. That which is worth abandoning, giving up, retiring, false values, they will go away. As I've often said, a good offense, they say, in sports is the best uh, defense, something like that. Um, so this is what it's um, talking about. And um, and it says, well, if you have a uh, propensity for um, romantic life or, you know, the kind of things that this looks like, lustful engagements, hmm, then you're going to read that stuff anyway or look at those kind of movies or whatever. So better you turn to the Rasalila. Of course, like you say, in those times, this would have been a really racy, the Bhagavatam was a racy novel hmm. type of like, it, in fact, it, even only only um, 100 some years back in India when the British were um, uh during the time of Bhakti Vinod, uh, the British were investigating the Hindu religion and so forth. They came across the Bhagavatam. They met with Vaishnavism and they thought, this is the closest thing to Christianity here, this, which is the real religion. But when they read the, came across the Bhagavatam, they said, oh, here it all goes to hell. They got some guy and he's womanizing and they're calling him God and so forth. And um, and then they encountered the Balabha Sampradaya and um, there was a court case and everything. It was a huge thing. Um, and even some Hindus, even in Bengal, they started to like back off on the Bhagavatam and say, well, maybe that's an interpolation, you know, maybe that's not part of our scriptures. Uh, yeah, so it was hard to understand. This is Victorian, you know, England, you know, and uh, and here these Hindus have got this god who's a playboy and the best devotees are adulterous ladies and, uh, and, and so forth. So it really... Uh, uh, stuck out 
is very tame today, and it's very ob- obviously very more uh, obviously uh, divine than it appeared at that time. So, but I think anyway, the point is that 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 as I say, how will it work? Because it is about uh, Krishna, and if you hear from Guru Parampara, of course you'll hear it properly. And these leelas have great power; they're charming. Hmm. Um, so this is the theory and a way of speaking about the efficacy of bhakti in the practical. We see people need some bandhagyan, hmm? um, but uh, uh, when Prichit Marsh asked, you know, how is it that Krishna? He even yes, how is it Krishna, who's the prince of Dharma? He, you know, he's doing these things, and how do I make sense out of this? At the end of the discussion, when Sukadev narrated the Rasalila, and Sukadev said, "Well, you have to understand that you, you you think that the gopis are going and leaving their husbands to go with some other person, but Krishna is the husband of their husbands. Hmm? Therefore, Bikriditam Brajabudubir idam cha Vishnu." He said. This is Vishnu. Hmm? This, if you hear these pastimes of Vishnu, Vikriditam, Vrajabadu, of the, of the Braj, Badu, the wives of Braj, with Vishnu, Shadhanvitam Nushanaya with faith, hmm? with faith, it means, you know, faith has been aroused, so, from Guru Parampara. Hmm? Then, uh, what is it? Bhakti param pati labdhukamam. Hidrogamash vahinoti atirena dihira. Then bhakti will hid, uh, bhakti param pati labdhyam. This param bhakti, which means this uttam bhakti, this will come into your heart in some beginning form. It will come into your heart and the disease, hidrogam, of lust, that hmm, will be chased away, it will go out and the prem will remain and and so forth. So, um, hear the narrative, and here at the end, it's clear, it's stated. You know, this is Vishnu. Hmm? So, um, and he is the husband of the gopis' husbands. So, such is his position. So, even even the text itself has a little, a little philosophy in, in it, but. The strong statements that sometimes are made, like I say, even if you're a, the most vile person and you just hear this, it's, it, it's a way of saying, this is very powerful, this is very pure. Don't think that this is impure, it's instructive. Don't think that this is in any way um, uh, like calm. This is calm, Bijai. Calm is like the dark moon night and prem is like noon sun. Mm-hmm. They have an appearance of similarity, but they're worlds apart. Hmm? Like the difference between night and and day. And if you hear from the right persons, then you'll experience that. Hmm? What else? Did Uddhava, um, did he have any interaction with the Sakas when he came back to Pasadai? He said he pacified the, the parents and the gopis. Yeah, it's not. It's 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 mentioned, I, I think, in Gopal Champu that not that, that, that Nanda responds that um, 
implies that he had talked with some friends, but it's not played out. Mm. It's not played out in the Bhagavatam. Mm. What else? But of course, yeah, you don't. All right, we'll stop there. See Chaitanya Chaitamrita Ki Jai. Oh, Bhakti Bhindra Ki Jai. Oh, Premanandri.